Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. I'm Tim. JB is right there. Hello, Tim. And Phil is there. Hi, Tim. We are recording this game immediately after England have just beaten Fiji in the opening game of the 2015 Rugby World Cup. If this sounds a little bit different, that is because we have moved venues due to my employment situation. That's the way of putting it. Due to Chris Moyles, um, we no longer have use of the XFM studio. Um, and we are down in JB's basement. Yep, in what is now going to be known as the Fiel Macca Memorial Dungeon. Egg Chasers <laughs> Rugby Dungeon. The egg, <laughs> because it's in the basement, we have no natural light. <laughs> even though it's not at night time, even the window is now covered by a bit of soundproof, deadening foam. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we've dubbed this the Rugby Dungeon. And <laughs> for, for the Fiel Macca reference, um, go and listen to either an old podcast or you can look online. I, I, I or just, Google, look at Google. I, I'd recommend turning Safe Search off. On, <laughs> on, even, uh, on, very much on. Just don't do it at work, whatever you do. <laughs> Absolutely don't do it at work. Right, so let's get into this then. We're going to be podcasting a lot more often during the World Cup, getting immediate reaction after games. Um, so we've just witnessed the first game. What is your initial thoughts after watching England play, play Fiji, JB? Underwhelming. It was so underwhelming. I mean, I didn't miss, I, I did miss the opening ceremony, and thank God... Because last, the last opening ceremony I watched was the Olympics. It was a bunch of dancing nurses. I don't want to see that. Um, I, lo- the, I love the Olympic opening ceremony. I also didn't awful. watch the rugby the whole opening thing was ceremony. Awful. The whole thing was awful. I will never watch an opening ceremony again. So it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't bother me now. The match did bother me. Uh, not only did it bother me, um, it bothered me for all the reasons I've been telling you about since day one. Uh, England came out, they looked flat. Uh, they looked like they were too busy concentrating on... Buzzwords like culture and culture. Is that what they looked like? Is that what you think, culture. <laughs> you think they looked like? No, that no, that, that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, I, I put out a tweet. Culture can't tackle uh, Nadolo. Culture can't tackle a Nadolo. Um, and as for the Fijians, I'm just angry with them. I'm angry with them because they have points on the field. Um, they didn't play particularly well. They, they didn't value their, uh, 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 their territory. All their ball, and I think about like, 20 minutes to go, they could have been really in, in, in that game, really, really yeah. in it. Yeah, which, well, with 20 minutes to go, they were eight points, no, seven points down, but up until that point, they'd missed a conversion and two penalties, mm-hmm. which simple maths tells you is eight points. Exactly. So they could have been in the lead with 15, 20 minutes to go. I, you're right about Fiji frustrated me because there was times when they made bad decisions. There was times when their handling didn't live up to the Fijian-esque handling that we, we're used to. But I do think there's there's a lot of positives and they could potentially still cause an upset um, to either Wales or Australia. Oh, 100%. 100% they are going to cause an 
and upset to Wales. I can just feel it in my bones. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they, weren't, they weren't very good. I, yeah. I, I can't believe, JB, you haven't been swept along by the festival of rugby a little bit more. You've just moaned for the first two minutes of the podcast. Um, All right, Tim, you tell me about the festival of rugby and why it's so, it's so wonderful. Off you go. Uh, well, firstly, there was the amazing Beats by Dre headphones advert before <laughs> <laughs> before the match. Oh no, I can't. I can't pretend that was anything other okay, than, okay, other okay, than okay, awful. Okay, let's just um, revisit my my favourite of all the adverts: the Samsung advert with Jack Whitehall. Whitehall. This annoys me so much. Whitehall. Yeah, uh, Whitehall. Has he got a Whitehall? Whitehall. Or a Whitehall. Whitehall. Mm-hmm. He's got a Whitehall, not a White House. He's trying yeah. White House. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Who cares? Um, Jack Whitehall. They're all wearing kits. He's with Delilio and he's with Johnson. But it's not immediately obvious what they're trying to actually achieve. Because <laughs> Delilio and Johnson are... Are they coaches or are they watching? <laughs> and then there's Jason Robinson who seems to be playing but not really playing. And it just seems like they're all there. Do you like one of those... A community days where no rugby gets done, like uh, the <laughs> you hate community. Like the, like, well, like, no, it's like the, it was the it was like the last day of school when you bring in board games at, yes. at the end of term. It has got that feel to it. Well, it's like um, I'm just trying to think now. There's a thing called um, hits or a few hits. H I T Z. Oh, why? And it just seems that they do absolutely nothing except you know running All right. on cones. So, so the, anyway, that the, advert is terrible. Yeah. You just don't know what, what they're trying to do. The Beats by Dre advert. And there's, there's one advert that keeps appearing with an orangutan in the England dressing room. Yeah. What's going yeah. on there? I don't see it. What... what, what? Why do orangutans have anything to do with World Cups or England? Well, Stuart Lancaster is just getting that orangutan uh, engendered into the culture. Do you think it might be the, the monkey off their back? Way, <laughs> <laughs> just broadening their diversity. It's all the positive stuff that <sighs> the England are trying to cultivate. Uh, um, yeah, uh, so that 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 didn't please me beforehand. <laughs> um, the the big problem we I can't believe we've we've almost gone five minutes into the podcast and we've not yet mentioned the referee and TMO Jacko Piper. Jacko Piper hates rugby so much. No. I don't think he actually does because okay. there was quite a few times when he was trying to let the boys play mm-hmm. and the TMO stopped things and called him back and said, Jacko, just a minute, you need to check that tipping incident. You need to te- check the try that he had already given for Who, well, Matawalu. On that one, on the Matawalu try, which, by the way, would have been one of the great World Cup tries. Oh, it's brilliant. Who, <laughs> who was it who decided to go to the TMO? Was it the referee no, saw the replay? Zia, I think. Yes, the referee signalled a try, was walking back for the conversion to be taken and the TMO called in and said... Jacko, there's something I think you need to have a look at. The TMO only only called for that after the replay had been shown in the stadium. In the stadium. Which really bothers me because does that mean if that if that replay hadn't been shown, the try would have still stood? Yes. And exactly. if and if that's the case, what's the precedent that, that sets for later in the tournament? And also the ball didn't go forward, it went down. No, it went forward. It went down. It, it went, went forward. Down. Look, if you've got like a neutron microscope, you might see it go forward. It went forward. <laughs> it went down. What we need is your no knock on law. No, because it wouldn't have applied. You can't knock on and score a try. Uh, well, let's just say so that... Was... it was a knock-on. No, because <laughs> uh, it wasn't a knock-on. So it would have been... A, it, here's my problem. No, here's my problem. It was a try. It, it, it wasn't a try, and, that, and that's fine. The right decision, but the mechanism that it got to it just bothers me slightly when you look further on. No, here's my point, right? So you've got the eyes of the rugby world looking in. You've also got a lot of people who might have been persuaded to turn on the telly because it's a prime time and it's the first game of the World Cup and there's all this buzz around it and they turn on and what I want them to see is there's a game that's not football. 
There's a game that has proper values. They're real men. This is a real sport. This is hard men. You're not going to get anyone diving around in any nonsense. That's fine. But then within two minutes, you had the referee yeah. giving a yellow card yeah. for that inverted commas tip tackle. Come on. I can't no, believe... No, 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 no. It wasn't tip tackle. It was... Um... Lifting Ma the leg. No, it wasn't. It was Matawala um, coming around the side of the mall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the yellow card. The penalty, yeah. it was a penalty. It was a penalty, and it went to the TMO for yeah. the tip tackle, tip which tackle. was just a bloody tackle. Get yeah. on with it. So my problem with that is, A, the tip tackle wasn't a tip tackle. No one got injured or rest of it. Um, and the second one is, it's like football in a way, which is, is it a free kick and a red card, or is it a penalty? But it's not a penalty and a red card. Yeah, I do agree with that. It should be either a penalty try... Or a yellow card and a penalty in England get the five metre line out of scrum or whatever they want to do. Mm. That shouldn't be both. Yeah, uh, it's like they've just gathered on the referee and said, "Look, guys, Heineken are here, uh, DHL are here, um, all the big world sponsors are here. We can't have anything untowards or anything or anything dangerous happen." And they've just been ultra careful on anything which could be even the most minute rule break. Anything to do with safety, straight upstairs now. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, it did frustrate me a little bit in that game, but I do think they're tr they've done it deliberately and they're trying to set the tone for the tournament to say, we, j we simply won't accept this, so be more careful and then games will flow a bit better but then, later on. But tell you what, there was one... I hope you're right. Hopeful. I, hope you're I, right. I, I hope you're right. But there's one phase in the first half where a Fijian player, number four, whoever number four was, um, moved the referee out of the way, so the referee couldn't be in anyone three, three feet away from the action, and he rucks... And the ref says, I want to have a look at that again. And it's a penalty against Fiji. And it goes upstairs. And the ref, the TMO says, I do not know what part of the body he made contact with. Oh, well, let's play it safe. Let's go penalty. I, I don't know what that is actually achieving in the game full stop. Yeah. You, you, you've slowed down the game. You've gone upstairs. Yeah. You've made a, made a decision based on what I can say is best. As, well, as, well, innuendo at best. It, it was a bit of a guess. Yeah. Um, can I just make a couple of points about the commentary uh, that we heard? Um, <laughs> I the commentary. I the commentary was, I was a highlight. Nick, Nick Mullins. So, so pretty much they've got um, the BT team. Yeah. Uh, and they've just gone, oh, well, we better just, well, go on then, find John Inverdale. You can come along as well. <laughs> Fine. He's, he seems like a good lad, so why not? He likes his rugby. Exactly. He does. So uh, there was a few things. You've already mentioned Nick Mullins. Who was it he, Nick Mullins described as a stocky little dump truck? Uh, Mako, Mako yeah. Vanapola. Lovely description. Stocky that. little dump truck. How about massive dump truck? <laughs> <laughs> massive. Well, just dump truck. Just dump truck. Just dump truck. I've <laughs> never seen a small one. <laughs> um, also, before the game even started, Johnny Wilkinson and John Inverdale were having a conversation about stash. Now, hmm. if this is not an indication of the power of the Ed Chasers Rugby Podcast, I don't know what is because there is no rugby broadcasting operation that discusses stash nearly to the extent we do and there we were just before the game was about to kick off and there was a discussion about England's stash I loved it I loved it and the other thing I would I just picked up on was Lawrence Delalio uh, as Granite Beard on Twitter pointed out and it's at Rugby Podcast you can get us on Twitter Granite Beard on Twitter said uh, boys Delalio's talking about culture in the commentary <laughs> and at that moment Fiji Shoot scored coincidence <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that the the culture reference. Uh, but I'm a Kangas uh, was one of many people who said that had sentiments like this on Twitter. He uh, tweeted us to at Rugby Podcast and said, I am officially pissed off by the TMO. I know it's going to be the flavour of the next he, uh, 
rugby podcast. And sure enough, here we are, the egg chasers right. and the TMO is getting plenty, well, plenty of airtime. I don't know what they're trying trying to achieve by going to the TMO. I know what I know what you've said, Phil. That they're saying that they won't start for it anymore. It's just it's ruining our game. The whole thing is ruining our game. It's a game played 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 by men for men. Uh, the neck thing is driving me absolutely oh, mental. The Tom Wood for clearing out yeah. uh, Nakarawa. Uh, Nakarawa. Right, grabbing the neck is like secondhand smoke. Okay, allegedly it's very <laughs> allegedly it's very dangerous. But yeah, I know no one who's died of secondhand and smoke or got injured by a neck roll. Uh, Roy Roy Castle. One. You've got one. <laughs> name, name me another. Um, the ne- the Tom Wood that that being a penalty, I find that as a well, joke. Uh, he was just that, he was clearing the man out. But the neck thing, do you not think it just sounds like oh we shouldn't touch necks, and they've just legislated for no real reason. I mean, can you? A high tackle, high tackle. I can understand yeah. because of the force involved and the concussions and all that. Yeah, thing. oh, absolutely. And I can and also understand at the rock. Let's get rid of the, rid of the talk. So, if anyone's wondering what on earth I'm talking about, if you go into a rock and you start using rotational force to remove an opponent, usually neck arm kind of combo. I see that because. Um, John, De- you're talking uh, about a crocodile rule. Yes, I am. John de Villiers and Reese Webb both. Famously injured. Yes, exactly. But actually, just grabbing the neck in, like, well, like Tom Wood did. The, the neck isn't the isn't the problem. Yeah, do you know what? Smitty online as well has tweeted us to at Rugby Podcast and said, "I suspect the phrase let the boys play' may be mentioned a few times during the next podcast." And, he, and he's absolutely right. You wanted, to, I wanted to shout that at the telly a bunch of times. Um, just get on with the game. But this is a, this is my problem with the, the opening game of the Rugby World Cup. We haven't talked about the rugby really yet. Um, Okay, let's, yeah, so let, let's, 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 let's talk about the rugby for a few Let, minutes. Let's try it. We spoke a little bit about Fiji, so let's talk about England. Yeah. Well, Mike, Mike Brown, firstly, he was man of the match, and rightly so. Ran oh. over 150 metres, oh, scored yeah. scored a couple of tries. Yeah, and he, he seems to grow, in, grow into the game. I, I thought the first 20 minutes, England looked very, very stale. Except well, for... Well, they were 15 nil up after 20 minutes. For it, except for their, their driving malls, which were exceptional. And they were exceptional throughout the game. Uh, I think Tom Young's basically lived, basically did everything which we expected Tom Young's to do, just hit a handful of lineups, and some of them were up. Some of them were an absolute disgrace, actually. Some of them weren't great. Some of them were good. Inconsistent lineup, but very good everywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Nice carrying. Exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, for me, I, he's not a superstar yet, but England's star future, I think he's going to be an all-time great, is Anthony Watson. Um, he is good now, but... Hear me now, believe me later. He is going to be a world star soon. He has to be. Yeah. I, I, I was a little bit disappointed. Do you know when um, he made a break early on and he had only the fullback to beat and I wanted him to st- step the fullback up and... Uh... Excuse, excuse Jay, uh, Jay and his mug there. You might have heard him drinking his tea at the same time as Phil was trying to make a point. Go on, Phil. Tea to drink. <laughs> I wanted Let the boys to, drink. I wanted him to head for the fullback step and go round the outside but yeah. instead he actually gave the pass way too early to Mike Brown he didn't even draw the full back he just gave it to Mike Brown there was a lot of that going on there was a lot of lateral running uh, early passes there, there was flat back lines I, I made the they point they very we very scared to play well I made that point while yeah. we were watching England released a lot of passes way too early and it was the Fiji, Fijians were absolutely flying up into every tackle Sometimes uh, to their own detriment because they were missing tackles because they were flying up to it. 
but it did change the way that England played an attack, and they were giving the passes very early and very deep. And you know, it makes me think of something as well, which is Tonga do the same thing. And I mean, Tom, sorry, not Tonga, Samoa do the same thing. Well, well probably Tonga do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, just, let's just take that as a given. Um, and when Samoa did it against the All Blacks, it made the All Blacks look, fair, look fairly ordinary as All Blacks go. I mean, they still won by 40 points or whatever it may, may, may have been. Um, now, we've got a culture about defensive discipline and there is all this talk about get off the line and collision, but I think they take that collision to the next level. I think it's enough really to disrupt almost any organisation. For 60-plus minutes, Fiji had a very good balance of the bone-crunching hits, but also really good defensive shape mm. and good organisation, which is the benefit they've had of having more time together, playing in the Pacific Nations Cup, getting the team together. It was, for, for 60 minutes, it was a really good performance. Well, not really good performance, but it was decent. It was a good performance by Fiji that would disrupt a lot of it had flash top level teams yeah. with some flashes of brilliance. I, I, the overall play was pretty poor, actually. I mean, I, do you have the stats yeah. for knock-ons? There was a lot of knock-ons. England, there was some concern for England. The set piece still Fiji actually did all right. Yeah, and that's. I it. mean, England dominated, but then, then Fiji looked okay in the scrums, and then England's driving all was good. Line out. Uh, there were some dodgy moments but actually, as well. But, but turnover, in turnovers in open play, big concern. Big oh, yeah. concern. The line out in the air Especially with Hoops and Pocock potentially Ooh. in the op- opponents. And Warburton and Tipperick, who are both yeah. starting against Uruguay this weekend. Mm. Yeah. So, sorry, but, but, but that's what you're saying there. Line out in the air was dodgy. Line out on the ground was brilliant. And what I mean by that is like, uh, the, the drivers. Drive more. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, they're all world class at that. We all knew. England set piece would be better than Fiji's. Mm. Their, their driving more would be better. Their yep. organisation and the type would be better. None of, like you said it, none of Fiji's starting front row play professional rugby. Yeah. They all play... No, 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 they don't play top level rugby. They're all professionals, oh, sorry. but they don't play, play top level. One, of, them, one of them's in Romania. One of them's a professional. Apparently they can scrimmage in Romania. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. If there's one thing they can do, exactly, <laughs> right? Deadlift and scrimmage. Deadlift and scrimmage. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, the stat on. Um, Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's not just knock-ons because the stat isn't available, uh, but turnovers in general. England conceded 16. Fiji conceded... 16? Fiji conceded 17. That is a lot. Broughton Park don't concede 16. Well, they might concede 16. Where do you get your stats from so rapidly, or is this secretive? Uh, He he counts them up. He counts them up. Yeah. I've got a little clicker. (laughs) I've got two dozen little clickers, one for every (laughs) every potential stat. Uh, I I was slightly underwhelmed, um, but... I'd rather we started slow and built than uh, than came out of the blocks. Uh, five, five point win. Five point what win. More can no, you no injuries. Why would you ask for about four more tries? If you are serious about winning the World Cup, bearing in mind that you know Fiji aren't playing in a top level competition year in year out, you're looking. I think you need 40, 50 point margins of victory. I, I really do. I don't think. And it's a country teams. of twelve. That's. I think that's really disrespectful yeah. to the ninth best team in the world. I don't, I don't think is there's it? many teams... That they're better, they're higher ranked than Scotland? Uh, yes. They're, well, high, well, they're, I mean, they're higher ranked than Italy, certainly. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you'd be saying, if England had beaten Italy by five points and by that margin, I don't think you'd be saying, I would. oh, they need to be in by okay. 50 if they want okay. to be World Cup Let me ask winner, you a different contenders. Question. Let's put it a different way then, OK? What do you think South Africa or... No, no, forget South Africa. What do you think New Zealand would have beaten Fiji by? I think they... 30 points. Yeah. I, I, think I think they would have won comfortably. They, they would have, and they probably would have been a bit more consistent in their point scoring, and not just at the end when England advantage was the scrums, the fitness, 
and so and the substitution and the impact the impact of the, the bench of the depth that they have the, that's a huge advantage I'm seriously worried for, worried for Wales because as a Welshman I do fear anyone from the Pacific Islands but <laughs> I would also say this I think the Welsh style of play will suit playing Fiji I think when you play Wales it's a lot more intensive than playing England um, I don't think anyone comes out of a Welsh game without working bloody hard for, for a win and I actually think the Wales will start to win on Fiji a lot quicker than England did because I think England well England's last two tries were basically uh, uh, last, last ten minutes but I've also got another feeling that England are going to be a far better team than the one we saw today ne- mm-hmm. ne- next weekend. Well, they've got to be. Well, we're yeah. going to have to be, and I, yeah. I think we will be. Um, I don't know where to, I don't know how to look at the England performance. I'm disappointed with elements. I, I think the bench is a big positive, and I think that every person to a man pretty much came on and, and made, a, made, a, made a big impact. Owen Farrell sped the game up a bit. Um, yeah, who'd have thought? Sam Burgess actually took the ball up in a way that Brad Barrett didn't. Yeah, made more yards. Yeah, uh, where does this leave Brad Barrett? Because I thought it was a thoroughly underwhelming performance from him. He, he's there for defensive shape and he'll be really important against Wales. But I'm not entirely sure the defensive shape was that great. I thought the Gians knocked it on quite a lot and made a few mistakes. I didn't think they were pressured into doing so. I just think that the Fijians were fair, fairly careless. But mm. The Fijians didn't have that much good quality ball, so you didn't really get a feeling of that set piece attack. Mm. Fiji hardly used it because their, their set piece was a bit inconsistent, and they're, they're handling the number of turnovers, as we've already said. And I, I don't think we learn a huge amount from that game at all. Well, other than this, that culture can't culture can't tackle Naholo. And and the and the massive orangutan in a rugby dressing room makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and and, and that England can't pull off what the whole beats by Dre. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Looking gangster thing in an advert. Well, this is the last thing I'll say today on culture, okay? Good. Really? Can we have that in writing? (laughs) This is the last thing I'll say until until Sunday, right? Which is... (laughs) If culture is that important, and it's all about working hard for your mates and putting your best foot forward and all the other nonsense which they probably spout, today should have been a bigger win because I thought that England played down to Fiji rather than played up to their their actual potential. I love the Welsh. See, I'm going to call this a Welsh mentality. I love this Welsh mentality where whenever... You find excuses at every turn. You'll go, oh, well, you love mentioning Wales's population versus England's population. Mm-hmm. You love mm-hmm. mentioning it. And then when I just, just give up. 
on the culture thing. It's just give things, up on it. Like every every team has motivational talks and stuff like that. Look at a Lions video. I don't, I don't, I don't think you were watching the '97 Lions video and going, "Oh, look at Ian McGeekin and John Jim Telfer." Oh God, this is so annoying. I but hate. What were they this. talking about? They, they were talking about, you know. They were talking about exactly rugby. the same. They were talking about rugby. No, they weren't. They were talking about think of everyone that's got you to where you are today. Think of all the people that have put all the stuff into the shirt that you're wearing and what it means. Think of everyone that's worn the shirt before you. I seem to remember the chat about honest rugby players uh, by Jim Telfer, and that was not what. That's culture. Of, that's oh, culture. Come on, behave yourself. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, fine. Is, anyway. That, is that are you done on culture? You, no, because you haven't, accepted, <laughs> you haven't accepted the point that England played down. And actually, if they're all playing for each other, and I mean, this is exactly when they would need to show that culture. So, that was my point. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> All I right. think you're you're too obsessed with culture, baby. I'm not the one obsessed by culture. Yes, you are. England are. <laughs> you're, the, you're talking about culture far more than even Stuart Langford. I had a tweet so. out. Julio, right. Julio Le Chat uh, tweeted this at Rugby Podcast and said um, he had Mike Brown in his fantasy rugby team, but removed him ten minutes before that is the game started. A dreadful mistake. That is a dreadful Why? mistake. What, what information would he be working on to remove ten minutes before? I must get rid of Mike Brown for what reason? Is there any other is there any other bright spots for England other than Mike Brown? Mike Brown, who carried more himself than the whole of Something the England back weird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. More meters. What? He did what? He carried more metres than the whole of the rest of the England back line. Wow. Wow. And scored two tries. Which was more than the whole of the rest of the England back line. Yes, I guess it is. <laughs> what so what were the what were the positives for England? And Equally, if if you're looking at this and you're you're sitting back and you're thinking you're going to sit down, and you're going to watch the game again. Mike Cat, Andy Farrell, Graham Roundtree, and Stuart Lancaster, and you're going to go right. What do what do we tinker with for for Wales? I don't know where they go. Um, I think they've got to hope for a better performance. I can't actually. I, I don't know. Look, they've had a build up. They've been to Colorado. Oh come on! Uh, sure, surely you're going to go Dave Atwood, uh, Alex Good, <laughs> Haskell, Miles Benjamin. Andy Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Allen. I, do, I honestly don't, don't know. I think they've just got to have the fingers crossed that they can play better <laughs> because they've, they've been to Colorado. They, you know, they would have wanted to put in a good performance and I think we can all agree it wasn't a great performance. No, it, it wasn't a vintage performance. And it was their strongest team. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what they can do other than just really hope that they play better next time. It's... It... Maybe just loosen up. Maybe just loosen up and get more game ready. I, I really don't know. But this is a, this is the product that they put on the field after a whole basically preseason and three and three warm up games. Well, I'll, I'll I'll pick a couple of um, of areas then. So, do you go Parling or do you go Launchbury? Because Launchbury showed when he came on that he's got a little bit more dynamism. Yeah. Uh, however, the set piece wasn't great, but it wasn't great even with Parling on. I, I would keep it the same. I think the impact that Launchbury can have, and I, I think that changed the the. The size and the strength that they add with those substitutions is a big factor. I think that'll be really important in the big games. I would keep it the same. Do you think that they are feeling the pressure? Did that, did that come through in that performance? Like, I, I, I think they were feeling the pressure of massive Fijians flying at them, trying to yeah. disembowel them. I think that Vola Vola, he, that, that showed what World Cup pressure does to you. Like the, the first high ball, he dropped it, looked like a rabbit in the headlights. He literally it. looked like a rabbit in headlights. <laughs> yeah, literally. His eyes were wide. Big yeah. long ears. Big, big, big long ears, fluffy yeah. tail, hopping about. Um, yeah, no, he did. So, But no, I thought England started really competently. And let's not forget, they were 15-0 up after 
20 minutes. With some, with some help from their friends. Yeah, no, well, whatever mechanism they came by that, they, they, is, they were, they were in control and didn't, and didn't push on. They, but that's credit to Fiji for really being disruptive. This is a bright spot for England. Excuse me for being a bit glib, but I, I think they understand how to play the game better. And I don't mean kicking and territory. Or I mean, just round the breakdown, how not to concede too many silly penalties... Just be a little bit more boring, uh, and I don't mean that in, again in a really derogatory way. It sounds like you mean it in a derogatory way. That's kind of boring. So, oh, I love it. That's that's the best you can muster for England as a Welshman. Just a little bit they're, more they're, boring. They're, they're good at just being boring. The very best that you could muster, Tim, was maybe you should go with Launchbury other than Pauling. That is the and Bright Brown's good. That, that I, was it. That I, was, I've that was got it. a very clear way that they can improve. Yes, please, Phil, and. That is simply taking the ball to the game line a bit more. Yeah. Uh, George Ford, when he's playing at his best, and, and Jonathan Joseph, and the whole of that back line, is when they make late decisions, they've got multiple runners, and they put a flat pass to one of them who's picked the space. You, you just, the number of times that Ford and Joseph do it for Bath. Yep. But they, they did seem like they were... I think the pressure was from the Fiji, Fijians, but... They did seem like they're holding back a little bit. Did you think that? Do you think that was mentally knowing and anticipating and thinking, Fijians are going to be flying at us and smashing us? Do you it, think like a, a few a few percent in the back of their mind meant that they behaved differently than maybe they would do against another team? To me, it looked like it. Gatland mm. will deal with this, no problem. Um, now, there was an interesting <laughs> point uh, where Tom Wood was was attacking. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this. But it looked to me, like you said, he should have just hit the game line. Uh, there must have been a call or something, because he kind of ran, stopped, waited for the player to show up who was late, and the player eventually did show up, and it's kind of like it's sort of like little wraparound play. And it's exactly as you said, he should have just hit the, hit the game line hard and played exactly what... what um, what was in front of him? Maybe it was a little bit too formulaic. Well, that is what Launchbury and Burgess and Billy Br- and Billy Vanapola and Maka Vanapola brought to the game when they came on. Mm, um, yeah, and they that's well. So whether any of them have played themselves into a starting shirt against Wales, I don't know. But I doubt it. We it well, maybe, keep maybe it, it it's a five-point win. I'd probably keep it the same. But you, maybe Burgess did. Yeah, let's play Burgess against Wales. <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys should definitely do that. Play Burgess. <laughs> um, some other things I noticed was, so just before the game started, and uh, JB and Phil made a little comment about something I'd said on a previous podcast about Fijians. And what was the comment I play, I made ages ago? And this it is when made... you, okay, so, so if you haven't picked up, Tim is a wonderful, wonderfully um, PC kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> liberal, liberal minded. Liberal. He he does all. He's part of the CND. He does all these things. Right? <laughs> uh, That's not true. That is not true. That is not true. Uh, his commentary regarding the Fijians a, a while back. But I'll tell you when it was. It was when um, oh, what's his name? Bathwinger. Uh, Rocket Dagoonie. Rocket Dagoonie played for England. He's guys. Can you can you just imagine all these Fijians? You know, all on the, you know, a beach. Uh, sorry, in a hut on a shingle beach, <laughs> looking at a twelve-inch TV, black, black and, and white. white. It's like this. This is the most horribly racist and patronising thing I've ever heard. Especially Such from a stereotype. Oh well, well, I don't think it's the most. Oh it's no, not hold on. No, it's no, not no. the most horribly no. racist thing you've no. ever heard. Well, if I it was, it was a ste- it was, it was, it was stereotyping <laughs> Fijians to be living in. Hold on, it was stereotyping <laughs> Fijian communities to be huddled round fourteen-inch TVs. I, 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 right. 
And I'm honestly, so I get that. Right, well, we don't need to go over old ground because the point was... If I'm a Fijian the, star, <laughs> um, small tech entrepreneur, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> I'm on the island producing apps every day for the international market. Well, and Tim anyway. probably thinks I'm on a shingle beach. So, so <laughs> before the game, well, it was around about when the game was starting and no sooner had they mentioned this and brought this back up the Nick Mullins on commentary as um, Fiji were doing, I forget what the name of it's called, their Harker. Some dance. The the, dance. Their tribal challenge. And uh, Nick Mullins said, oh, you can imagine them all back in Fiji, huddled <laughs> huddled around their one <laughs> little TV. It was TV. verbatim what you said. <laughs> always verbatim. <laughs> Which I loved. I absolutely loved it. But that, along with the stash chat, um, makes me think that maybe... Uh, Maybe there's people in high places listening to the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast. That's all if I that's think. Why, if that's the thing they take out of the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, we've got to pull our socks up. As, <laughs> yes. has, as has Johnny May and Mako Vanapola, by the way. Uh, something, yeah. very, something very, very weird happened um, uh, this game. Are you okay, Jay? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought Johnny May was guaranteed to score one of the tries every game, Phil. That's not what I said. You did. You said, said he scores because it's week in, week out. And he didn't do it. Consistently outstanding. Weird. Weird how that happened. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we've done the predictions, haven't we, for uh, England versus Fiji. What, what did we all go with? I said England by 10. Phil said England by 10, and you said about the same. Yeah, so we went, and what, and what was it in the end? Uh, England by 20. Mm, so uh, 100% wrong. No, uh, not, 50% 24. wrong. 24. England by 24. Uh, okay. Um, have we made any predictions for the games coming up? Well, no. let's, let's, let, let's look ahead to the, the games. I mean, depending on when you listen to this, and just if you subscribe on iTunes or you download the Acast app, you will be able to get these just delivered straight to you. Um, and that will be the best way to do it, I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, so just search Egg Chasers on iTunes. Um, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, we'll keep you posted on when we have new podcasts up, up. But we will be doing more than we normally do. And the fixtures are, depending on when you're listening to this, may have happened already. The fixtures for Saturday are South Africa against... Uh, well, sorry, first one is Tonga against Georgia. That'll which be great That will be... I think that'll be a fun game to watch that. Yeah. It'll be ferocious. Um, but Tonga obviously should with the pedigree should win. Do you reckon? What? No, yeah, I, sure, I reckon sure that's really that. hard to pick. Do you think? Do you think? Mm. Yeah. Have I, Georgia, I, Georgia improved that much since previous World Cups? They, well, it's not improved that much. I mean, they almost beat Ireland. Uh, in the first half, it was like 7 0 in the first half when they played them last autumn, and then Ireland did go on to score another 40 points. Sorry, I was talking about the, the World Cup eight years ago. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, when it was really Sorry. Close. Okay, yes, yeah. But, okay, but the point remains. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got good um, rugby pedigree. They've got a shed load of props. I mean, <laughs> yes, even if it's just win some scrums and you know kick sticks. And remember, Newcastle Falcons survived in the Premiership for something like eight years doing that. So uh, Ireland play Canada in the second game in Paul. Uh, that's the game in Paul D. I am outraged. Go on, Tommy Bow isn't starting. Oh. oh yeah, he's not is he? But Hendo is. Ian Henderson is right. starting. Is this the first ever time Tommy Bow has been available for selection and not played for an international? Mm. You're probably not far off, yeah. Because every Lions tour is like, oh, he's got a broken hand, but he will be playing no playing. matter what because yeah. he's call. so important. He's so we'll wrap him in leaves from a Fijian witch doctor. Makes sense to me. Um, and then South Africa against Japan. I'm looking forward to seeing Japan in this World Cup. I, what, they're a, bearing in mind, and hopefully they still are going to host the next World Cup, yeah, but uh, they're, they're a developing rugby nation, and 
they've got a lot of potential. I, I, they're obviously going to get battered by Ivan Etzebet and the uh, and Francois Lowe. Oh no, he's not. No. Why? Uh, I think he's had an illness. Oh, no. Illness being. Oh, even. Giganticism or whatever, just <laughs> just. Uh, and then the evening kick off to round uh, to round it off uh, again in Paul D is France against Italy. Oh, okay. Uh, finally, a game which might yield some kind of competitiveness, but no Parisi because mm. of his hematoma. That's a dead leg, right? It is a dead leg. Do you know, uh, hematoma is the most common reason for players missing games in the Premiership. Oh, really? Yeah. And the ridiculous thing is, the Premiership do a injury audit every year yeah. and at the end of the year they look at the injury audit and go oh what's the biggest cause of injuries and then, and then they and then they and then they remove that well they try and remove <laughs> that cause of injuries but every year you just get a different injury <laughs> it's just it's, it's like a snake trying to eat itself uh, so uh, we're, I think we're going with favourites on these Tonga Island um, France and South Africa yeah simple com- just, comfortably in a lot of cases yeah I do think the Georgia Tonga match is the hardest to call of all of them. Uh, on to Sunday, and Wales play Uruguay. I mean, that, that'll be a procession. And that's not a bad way for Wales to start, bearing in mind their injuries and stuff, actually going, oh, OK, we've got a kind of semi-competitive game mm. getting us ready for England. So- I don't think it is semi-competitive, unfortunately, and I hope the boys go easy on them, which is a horribly patronising thing to say, but I do. They're, they're all amateurs. Um, yeah, I don't know. If it's going to get ugly. It'll be, it'll be 80 points. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Um, it's, it is good for Wales because it means that Liam Williams and Samson Lee can have their first game in months, yeah. in six months. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing for Wales ahead of the England game. And also, I mean, it's interesting that they've rest, rested bigger because I, I, overnight, I think he's now the most important man in the Welsh squad. Because <laughs> he'll be kicking sticks. That, that, that into great fly-off. Yeah. He is a he's he's one very of the, good fly-off. One of the world's great fly-offs. That's what, the, was your, what was your sorry, theory about bigger? Yeah, my theory about bigger, do, do, do you know this? No. We got bigger into a team, any team, Oh yes, I do remember you saying he this will now. win the starting job eventually. You just got to look at the list of fly halves he's dispatched from the Ospreys and realize, okay, th- th- this guy's pretty good. Henson, Hook, um, what's his name? Matthew Morgan. Uh, these are just the guys that I can that I I uh, I can remember. If you're a fly half and you play in the same same club as Dan Bigger, it's like a career death sentence. <laughs> you win a job and you'll never let it go. Uh, that's that's the second game. The first game, by the way, Samoa against the USA. Manu Samoa playing against the country of his origin and name. Wow. Now that's a good game. Yes. That, that is a game. good game. They played a couple of times this year already. Uh, close games in the Pacific Nations Cup um, and maybe another friendly. But they're relatively evenly matched. No, that is the group, isn't it? So Japan's in that group. Japan, South Africa, Scotland. Uh, I do you know what? Here's a crazy thought for you. Um, when does Japan play uh, Scotland? <sighs> Not got it to hand. Oh yes, I do. No, oh, on, on Wednesday. This Wednesday. This Wednesday. Shame. This Wednesday. <laughs> because how on? So Japan play tomorrow and then Wednesday. Same yeah. with Fiji play Wednesday as well. Yeah. So I think Japan will get battered. But if they had a run of games, I think they could find some form and really give uh, Scotland a bit of a test. I, I honestly believe that. Well, Japan hammered Uruguay a couple of times, put 40 points on them in the warm-ups. Oh, poor Uruguay. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Japan do, whether they rest half their team for the South Africa game that they have very little chance of winning mm. and save them for, for Scotland, which... And Japan... They've got think, a chance. Well, they're, they're obviously run by Eddie Jones... Um, they are. And they legitimately think that they have a world class scrum. Yeah. And you know, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. 
It could be interesting. Let's see it. Let's see it. And then the final game uh, to round off the weekend before a few days break. And we're into Wednesday. By the way, we will be doing a podcast sort of taking in all the games over the weekend after Sunday's games are finished. Are we going to pod on Wednesday as well? Uh, yeah, we'll sort of pod after the games then. But I mean, we'll, we'll be doing one after all the weekend's games. So New Zealand play Argentina in the final game. Um, and yes, you just see that as one way traffic, don't you? But. Argentina, I don't know, can they? Argentina will make it very difficult. They have got a superb... They've got that amazing piece. win at South Africa. Yeah, they've got, they've got a superb set-piece. Scrum and line-out, and their tight work is brilliant. But they demonstrated against South Africa that they can really score some mm. good tries. They've got attacking backs with Sanchez mm. and Imhoff. Imhoff, and, yeah. and uh, Juan Martin Hernandez. Do you know what I absolutely loved? I, I really loved it. Um, the World Cup eight years ago when all they did was kick the ball as high as, as, they, as they could possibly yeah. it was just such a wonderfully awful strategy that awful is in to watch but then just the excitement because every time it went up a great equaliser uh, and then they just played and um, then they just played off scraps beat, loved it loved it beat France twice yeah in in France uh, did they when did they go out the semi-finals to South Africa yeah so uh, semi-finals and then uh, beat France in the third place playoff unbelievable <laughs> Right. Yeah. Final, final kind of thoughts. When, when you when you look back at England and you're trying to reflect on the game, I think we were my, my, the overwhelming thought. But I don't want to get bogged down in this. Is just please don't let the officiating and TMOs we saw. Please don't let that be a a sign of things to come through the World Cup because I don't. I just that will ruin it for for, for everybody. Here, here. It shouldn't be the main talking point. No. And we spent probably as long talking about the officiating as we did about the uh, unfortunately rugby. that's probably fair you know, on, when, on, on the basis of tonight's game but but how do you kind of just what what's you what's, you sit back and cold light day you're reflecting on that England won by five points but they've still clearly got lots that they can do and need to do but how do you kind of look at it Phil um, I'd say general feeling is still positive um, I still think England have got a good chance of getting out of the group. Where they finish in the group is mm. is a bit of a question mark. Um, but I don't read into that game too much. It's always going to be tricky playing a team like Fiji, who are disruptive, who will try and smash you. And I thought England didn't handle it as well as they could have done, but I don't think we've learned too much, and I don't think England have lost too much. No. Yeah. I think it's dis- I think they're disappointing, but they will improve, and they will come back hard and strong against Wales which is where I'm very very worried I just I'm wondering if Wales will call up DJ Spoonie to come to Twickenham to, to create a pre-match that's disco. That's a bad idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, it worked for England in the, in the Millennium Stadium. Oh, sorry, okay, Principality so. Stadium, as it is oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, that's a great name for a stadium. It, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, by the way, the only, I think the reason Wales lost that game is because they were um, holding... Well, how to say? They weren't showing their hand. I think the one you want to have a look at... The game you want to have a look at for Wales was when we beat Italy away at Italy to try and win the Six Nations. That's the Wales I think that we'll see. No, Wales knew they had to score 50 plus points in that game. That's the only well, reason they've been... I think not, it'll be, in it'll, all of Gatlin's tenure, I've yeah. never seen a Wales team play like that apart from that one game when they had to <laughs> score 50 points. And well. you reckon every other game he's been <laughs> keeping stuff up his sleeve and yeah. he just he just thought, not like, lads, lads we, we better just get this game plan out once before the World if Cup. Do it today. If I was to say 100% <laughs> that is the case, I'd be underplaying it. <laughs> oh, I hope.
hope so. I hope so. I love your optimism, G. Uh, right. Thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, follow us on, on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. We'll tell you when the next podcast are going to be up. We'll be doing one after all the World Cup games for the weekend. Uh, we'll be doing another one on Wednesday and we'll keep them coming uh, as the Rugby World Cup matches keep coming. Tell us your thoughts. Give us your reviews on iTunes. Download the Acast app and we will see you next time. Nice one, JB. Thank you, Tim. In a bit, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Later.